What's going on everyone? Welcome back to Cartoon Season. Definitely the first time I did the intro. Uh, I am Tyler, and today we are talking about Haikyuu Season 2. Um, and yeah, we're going to have a good time doing that. I already did the first season. Go and check that out. Um, and yeah, you can check out other episodes as well. Other anime, other cartoons, stuff like that. But season two today going to be a good time. And yeah, there's really not <laughs> not much more than that. Uh, we're going to talk about the growth that this season shows, which I think is the main part of this season is building on everything that the last season had, which I guess that is usually how seasons work. But this one, pretty much this is like the whole thing with this one because because the last season was more like introduction to the characters introduction to volleyball <laughs> if you if you don't know how volleyball works but but this one is like all right we set the groundwork we know what happened and the only thing we can do is improve um and then more importantly not more importantly but after that there is also i want to get deeper into the actual final match um versus alba Josai. Uh, but yeah, before I get into that, make sure to go to the Tiger T YouTube channel or pretty much any other podcast place. I actually submitted it. <laughs> just, just just do any place, really, because I, I think yesterday I submitted this to like five other, uh, what is it, like directories? I think that's what they're technically called. Some I've never heard of, but hey, you know, if you prefer that, that's what it is. And, um, yeah, because other episodes, and obviously they're going to be much more. But with Haikyuu Season 2, okay, because now I feel like the intro is over. Now I can get into spoilers. If you haven't seen the first season yet, you definitely should. Very, very good. Very, very good. Because the first season was mostly just about setting the groundwork, right? We all all these characters on screen right now, if you're watching on YouTube. We have all these characters. We learn what each of them are good at. And... They obviously lost, right? They didn't even make it to the finals in the... Was it the fall? Was, it, was that the fall tournament? Because the one they're going towards, or the one they actually are part of, is the spring tournament, right? Um, they didn't make it. They have a lot of talent. But they're they're not good at working as a team, really. Um, they've gotten better throughout the first tournament, but... I mean, there's, there's only so much you can do, especially against Alba Josai, who are mostly you know like most of their team is like second and third years um but i think that's why this season is mostly based on the growth of not only the team but on each individual character you know like them not trying to lean on even just the main characters of the show which you got hinata and kageyama i think that i mean <laughs> i mean it's a show so like i don't i don't think they know <laughs> that these two are the main characters but you know, you, you know, even like the writers weren't like, all right, well, we can't just focus on the two main main dudes because like this, even the show is reiterated a million times, like one person, two people cannot win, right? You need the whole team. But and to go further into that, um, first focusing on the main characters, because, you know, we obviously just get shown them the most and they're the ones that carry the team. You know, I don't know if that's 100% true, but I think they carry a large part of the team and, and also story-wise, obviously. Um, but you have someone like Hinata, who's 
main character, right? He's trying to be the little giant. And he still has to grow because right now he really can only do the quick attack. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> and even then, he's very heavily relying on Kageyama to set it up for him. He's not really doing anything himself. And that's kind of the switch that gets flipped in this season is he needs to start being or, or he wants to start being on his own two feet and also I think it's just good for him as a player to not only be able to score when Kageyama is with him because like if he's able to score off of you know because we have uh, we have Suga another really good setter and then just anything else really like anyone else has to throw it up to him he doesn't have to panic every time if it's not Kageyama but one of the big parts in that is he wants to control the ball right because now he's only he's only the weapon right i think that was last season where i forget which coach it was but they they referred to this duo as like a demon and the demon's weapon like so he not right now is only the weapon but he doesn't want to be he wants to stand as own two feet like he said and this involves him opening his eyes he did it a couple times last tournament where he tried to control it but even then it was much weaker because they you know him and Kageyama haven't actually practiced with it so he he wasn't able to do the crazy quick sets if Hinata wants to open his eyes <laughs> because then the trust isn't there uh, but he, he, you know he does learn it with this one I mean a big part is they go to the original coach Yukai and he teaches him the tempo right there's three different tempos I think they just number them one two three but he learns them and he learns to control them and that's also another switch and we'll talk about that in a second with Kageyama how he not is actually in control of this move this deadly combination they have it's not the setter's job um, but he not does learn it you know he, he, he learns a couple of really good things one aiming when he's up there right he's not just set on hitting it as hard as he can he aims it and another really good thing is he learns it from the other spiker on the other team. I don't remember which one it was. Was it? Um, Karasuno was our team. <laughs> who's there? Who's there? Um, uh, who's there? Who's who's the, the cats? I don't remember. I don't remember right now. But I, I'm pretty sure it was their spiker that they learned it from. I'm pretty sure. Um, but another really good thing is that he learns to, there are situations in which there's nowhere for it to go, right? Especially with him being small, sometimes he can't get over the blockers. So sometimes he can strategically hit it off of a blocker, either to hit it straight back to the setter on his own team so they can have another chance, or to ricochet off of a, a blocker's hands to, you know, maybe have, you know, at least get it over the net and be somewhat unpredictable because when it ricochets off something it's different than you just you know you being the receiver and getting ready for a spike right and so he so him and himself he does learn a couple more powerful moves that help him i mean we'll get into that especially when we talk about the final match versus alba josai how hinata gets really shut down for like i'm pretty sure the first entire set i don't think he scores like a single point but it helps him later on in the match um, but yeah, you look, like even there in this season, he grows from just a really fast, powerful setter to someone that is smarter, right? He's actually using his brain, which is a joke they have a bunch that he's 
not really very smart and he just kind of takes whatever you know whatever gets thrown at him right um but he becomes a lot smarter over this season and i mean we'll talk about it but he <laughs> he i mean if he, if he wasn't there these guys wouldn't have wouldn't have done as well as they did throughout the tournament definitely um but then the other side of that coin is kageyama where he you can tell that everyone is very not desperate but very anxious to get better on their own and to show that they are not the weak link of the team i don't really think this team has any outstanding weak links but i mean just as like a team sport you you, know, you don't want to be the worst on the team so with that sort of desperation kageyama does something that you never thought he would and he goes to oikawa for help he actually asks him <laughs> um and it, you can tell it's very tough for him but even oikawa in that moment like he's messing with him because that's what he always does but he he kind of respects that kageyama asks him for help and, th and that's where we learn that the advice that he gives him is that you know this move that you have it's not up to you what happens with it you're just there to set it up for him to give him the best possible options it's actually he not his job to decide where it goes how he hits it you know all, all that stuff and Kageyama said, take that with him. And most of the season, you see him just practicing by himself to get better at setting because he knows that he's not as good as someone like Oikawa to be able to change the mindset so quickly because that's not what he does now. You know, this this dangerous weapon, probably the most dangerous weapon on the team, it's all been because Kageyama is placing it exactly where he thinks it should go. But now that Hinata wants to make a change, that's very dangerous. They even get in a fight over it. But in the end, it, it turns out that the change was necessary. Um, and then part in that, Kageyama also, um, I forget who tells him. I'm pretty sure it was the coach. I think it was Coach Yukai that suggested it. To instead of, because right now, Kageyama's just been throwing bullets at Hinata. And... He does it so that at the eight, so like it goes straight through the apex of Hinata's jump. But instead, if Hinata wants to try this new thing where he decides where it goes, he needs an extra second to think and survey, you know, the other side of the net. He has to, Kageyama has to make the ball essentially float in midair for like a half second, which is crazy. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know how much in the show is real. <laughs> Like how much you know these tactics can actually work, but he essentially you have to mess with like the rotation of the ball and it's like how you hit it or whatever, and it has like it like spins away from where it's from the direction it's going, which like you know makes it more of a parabola. So it it kind of like as it starts to fall, that's where it hangs for a second. Um, and again, there's lots of fighting over this and lots of bottles <laughs> placed on the on the floor to try to hit him, you know. Um, but, he, you know, he, he eventually does do it. And again, this is a very nice growth for him because one, it gives another weapon, right? It, it allows us to have the very quick thing if we need it. But now we can, you know, with Hinata playing a lot smarter, he can make his own decisions and that throws off the other teams. Um, you know, especially like someone like Alba Josai, who... They have played against them a couple times at this point, and they are very smart. They take in knowledge. You know, they take in knowledge of the other team. So when you got new stuff like this, throws them off. Um, 
And then obviously we have pretty much every player learn something new, right? We don't just have the two main guys. So we have Tsukishima, who there really isn't a new weapon per se that he learns, but you know we get some backstory of him with his brother and how that all ha that all happened, um, which was which is pretty sad. And, and but but it does make you feel like. You know, you start to understand why he acts the way he does, especially towards someone like Hinata, given his brother's relationship, if you can call it that, with the actual little giant that, that Hinata is trying to be and surpass. Um, but, but even through this, like, he starts taking practices more seriously. He starts to actually want to learn to do more things rather than just passing the bar. And I think that in itself is huge growth because everyone else is already, <laughs> is already pretty much doing that. He's not. He's just like... I just have to do the bare minimum, you know, uh, the, the one scene where he was like, um, my job is to just keep it off the floor or my job is to just be, you know, possibly be a decoy so that he not, can score the points or, you know, so that Tanaka can score the points. Like he's not really there to be flashy or do anything, I guess. <laughs> um, but, but through this, he does take it more. He takes volleyball more seriously as a whole. And he actually, turns a corner where he's trying to win now you know where before he was very down he always had a very pessimistic mindset of you know who cares because like if you win you just have to keep playing and you never win and that's the end of the road right there's always something bigger and that was a it's a very weird mindset for someone to have because i feel like when someone's super into sports they want to get to the next thing like they're anxious to get to the next mountain right and Tsukushima was like nah I'm to just stay here and we just play for fun I guess he even said the, the the one thing to the other team that he was practicing with he was like oh it's just something to put on a resume you know where deep down he didn't really feel like that you could tell but again it was the shell that was formed based on his 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 uh his brother's experience and what happened with him um but him breaking out of that was very good um, you can see that in the later matches, and I'm curious to see what, you know, where that goes in future seasons. Um, and you have someone like Asahi, who is the ace, right? He scores the points. But with this, he, I'm pretty sure he probably got it from Alba Josai, but he wanted to work on the serves because he knew that this team doesn't really have serves. That, that's one of their weak points. And Kageyama was really the only one with a power serve. So he started to work on those. You have someone like uh, Tadashi who also is working on serves, but in a very different way. Because he's not particularly good at any part <laughs> of, you know, of the game. But his method is, let me just find one piece that I'm really, that I, that I'm really into and let me just get really good at that. That way I can provide something that the team might not have. And so he's, he's working on his float serves, his jump floats, because no one else does that, you know? And jump floats are very, they're a tough thing to get good at, but if you're good at them, they are very annoying for the other team. And we see that again in the Abajosai match, which we'll talk about later, but that's one way to do it right because we even see like he's not very good at defense he can't really score points any other way um but he got really good at jump floats and so whenever we need him and especially if we want to take out someone that's not good at serving like Hinata Hinata's not good at serving like at all 
so they pinch him in and then boom now we have a weapon that again at least in this tournament people had no idea who he was or what he was capable of now i guarantee you <laughs> whenever he steps up teams are going to be like oh that's the kid that, that can jump flow we, we have to be careful because he he can go on a run he can score 10 points in a row um and then we have kind of more of a group thing because there's other people on this team that don't really do a whole lot of individual stuff that we see oh i think i missed someone i did miss someone R real quick before that we had nishinoya who i don't remember who it was. i'm pretty sure it was against abu josai again where we had the other libero on their team doing libero sets doing like like jump sets i think they're called um which usually liberos don't set the ball because they're in the back half and so like when you're in the back half you can't you can't set the ball i'm pretty sure you can't even touch no I think you might be able to touch the ball but you can't like i know at the very least you can't set the ball if you cross the line the like midway line that puts you into the front half of the court um so instead he learned to do jump sets which is you running and then jumping before you pass the line setting the ball and that's very dangerous because now anyone on the team can spike the ball and score a point because now we're not down a setter like even um i think one of the times he does it i'm pretty sure it's when kageyama spikes the ball and that's and that's again a very scary thing for the other team because you normally just have a setter who sets the ball he doesn't score unless he does the the setter dumps but that's different so you know that they're out of it now you can focus on the three spikers or whatever that you know have it whereas when the libero sets anyone <laughs> anyone on the court including the setter who was in the front can spike the ball so it adds another you know another person you have to block which then if there's four people that can now spike the ball there's usually only three there's i mean not usually there is only three blockers um, and then getting back to the group thing, because again, there's a few people that don't really do a lot of individual growth. They don't have, you know, they don't have like a another weapon that they they develop. Um, we have some of the third years like Daichi, Asi, and then you even have Tanaka and Tsukishima, who are some of the bigger guys, even more the more defensive guys. Um, they take a tool from another team, which is when they simultaneously go after this the the set right so that took a lot of effort and work to put in because the only way that that works is if everyone like jumps towards the set at the same exact time you know if, if you have one person another person, if it's staggered then you can kind of figure out like where it's going to go towards and like who is the decoy but if they all start running at the same exact time very tough <laughs> very tough thing to get past um so it's just another thing where they're like let's take that you know i think that their biggest rival being albajosai is very good because both teams do a very good job at learning from the other people and adapting and both teams i would say karasano probably does it more but both teams are very good at stealing other people's weapons you know at them with Karasuno, so many of the things you know i just mentioned like like the simultaneous thing the the, the libero set um even no probably not the other thing well i guess they they saw like like the float serve and everything 
they saw that from other people and they're just like well we, we had to face that and it was pretty tough so i'm sure if we learn to do that it'd be tough for other people um but then you know the whole thing going off of individual weapons everyone getting better everyone putting their all into this especially since this is the last kind of run for the third years we have one of the third years kyoko who is not a player but she's even stepping up and doing her part as best as she can putting in all the work um not saying she was bad before but she goes as far to being like last semester didn't put in as much work as i thought i could have of trying to find a new manager for you guys because after this season i'm out <laughs> so she went ahead and she found yachi yachi's really cool she was not super into it at the beginning um i think she's grown into it. i think she's you know she finally had her eyes open to how amazing the sport is and the passion and everything um but yeah like you know even something like that where kyoko is one of the third years not on the team but she still wants to put in 110 percent she goes all out and finds a new manager so that they're good for next season when when she's not there yeah, I think that's pretty much all the weapons. Um, no one else really learns anything new. I mean, we do have... Um, I don't think I wrote it down. But we even have that other dude. Like, when um, when Daichi goes out, you know, he gets injured. We can even see the bruise here in this, in this picture. Um, we have the other dude. I think... It, I, I don't know if he's a third year. He might be a second year, actually. I'm pretty sure he's a second year. Uh, I think it's that guy actually in the middle of Daichi and Suga I'm pretty sure um, but he had to step up like there wasn't again we didn't see him like work on stuff necessarily but we did see him step up and he was pretty good at defense you know um, he was pretty good at you know amping up the other guys and everyone cut him a lot of slack to be like hey like we know you're not Daichi you know, like you can't give us the same thing he can, but no, none of us can. But it still worked out in the end because he was a very good team member. Uh, and then also it was even like they, they compared it to when they were asking him for like study advice <laughs> and he was like super tough on him. So it's like he, he does have the, the mental fortitude, maybe not that of a Daichi, but probably the most similar to him. But yeah, again, I think that all of that i mean even when like i don't think i mentioned it i don't think i wrote this down either but like with the growth like this whole season you see them losing like i think they win like three sets not even three matches like just three sets in the whole entire um like practice tournament camp thing that they do and part of it is kind of disheartening because you're like oh they did so well last season why are they not winning more like like how how are they still not that good and I, I don't think that's the case i think it's just they lost more than they actually had to because every one of them was in the middle of evolving as a player and so i think watching them lose sucks <laughs> but to the from the beginning of that tournament to the end of i'm mean, only a tournament it was just them like they're like practice camp with the other teams they all like all their weapons started to click and they all started to like meld into one one huge like 
evolution, I guess, right? It's like when you get all the experience points and your Pokemon evolves, right? That's that's pretty much what happened over the course of that training camp. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this was a very interesting way to play the second season is just growth. It's just like, hey, we did really good. We weren't good enough, though. We weren't nearly good enough. So now we're all going to take some time going to our corners. Each one of us is going to get a new weapon. Come back. We're going to be 10 times better. Um, and then with that, obviously, they played in the spring tournament and they won a whole lot, a whole lot of matches. R really good to see. Really fun to see. Um, you know, they played some of the people they played before were much better. The other teams, though, were also much better. Um, and that obviously led to the tournament, or the, not the tournament, the match that we were all waiting for. Um, and I also love how they tried to, <laughs> like, fake us out where they were like, oh, I don't know. Alba Josai is facing uh, Date Tech. Date Tech might beat him. I'm like, nah, no way. I wouldn't mind seeing Karasuno face Date Tech again, but it, it always had to be against Alba Josai. Um... But, but with that last match, um, so obviously they won, right? I'm just going to get that out of the way. They beat them. One of the hypest moments in the entire two seasons. Um, but that match, very hard fought. Um, and I do just want kind of want to go through it. Um, and just hit on some of the main points that I think made the match. Like it differentiated this one from the last one. And showed both teams maybe doing things that they wouldn't normally do and each one had the little secret like secret weapons or um dangerous and aggressive calls that some of them paid off and some of them didn't so like um i think i wrote this kind of chronologically but first thing that everyone talks about is obviously oikawa's monster serves right and we we knew they were crazy but with this match <laughs> Um, everyone is surprised by how much stronger they've gotten. Even Daichi is like, those serves are like a spike. Like, serves should not be that powerful. You are all the way in the back. And yeah, you're jumping, but you still don't have the angle that you would have if you're all the way at the net jumping and spiking it. Like, it's so tough that it, it like, <laughs> it's like, it's like when people... I mean, at the very least, when you start doing, like, animation, and you might not understand that there has to be, like, in-between frames <laughs> to actually show something and make it, like, believable and look good and everything. So it's like, if if someone was like, alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna animate this, this uh, volleyball spike, right? And the first frame is, well, I mean, not the first frame, but they finally get to the frame where the hand makes contact with the ball. And then the very next frame is the ball making contact with the hardwood floor of the gym. It's like normally, <laughs> normally you'd be like, okay, why does it show like a frame or two in the middle <laughs> to show the ball traveling, you know, from the hand to the floor. But that's just how fast his serves are. Where it's like, it's literally in the blink of an eye, you'll miss it. And I think, I'm pretty sure the first time he does the serve that hard, no one on Karasuno moves. Like, it was like it was literally like, like the, the speed of light. Literally, no one saw the ball move from his hands to the floor. 
and they were just like, I don't know how to beat this. <laughs> now, luckily, it took Oikawa uh, like five attempts or so before he finally got it in bounds because, as Daichi in his, mo in his minor monologue was pointing out, it was focusing way more on power than accuracy. But once he got the accuracy down, very tough, very tough. Um, but also, you know, that does show the uh, defensive prowess of someone like Daichi and even how they've gotten better with defense. They're, they're still not great, but they have gotten better. Um, and then we match that up with um, Kageyama, which of course Kageyama also has some of the jump serves. But we see one of the things that I was talking about earlier, which is Kageyama going up for the spike, which we never see. You know, he's the setter. Everyone knows he is the setter. And then also Suga comes in every now and again. But we see Kageyama spike it down, and that shocks the whole team, the whole other team. But they're like, we, we didn't know he could do that. We also didn't know he was going to do that. You know, so now we got to watch out for him at all times, too, not just Tanaka, Asahi, um, Hinata, you know. We also have to watch out for the setter spiking it, <laughs> which, which is really cool because I think they play with that a lot. I mean, especially Abu Josai, and I think there was that other team, too. Wasn't it the other team that was, like, super reckless? Where it was like, oh, yeah, they, they do two-on-twos. <laughs> That's how they practice, which is absolutely insane, but it's developed them in a way that every member, <laughs> every player on the court can do any position very dangerous team to face you know you know if you don't find their weaknesses fast enough because then it's like anyone could surf this anyone could spike this we we don't know what's going to happen because at least with this you can say okay well we kind of know everyone's strengths and weaknesses their positions you know um and then you know like i said earlier we did have nishinoi do the jump sets which was very surprising that caught them off guard a few times um it was also really cool because I think the first time they did it, I don't know if it was during this match, but the first time that Nishinoi did the jump serve and Asi spiked it down and scored, they like freaked out, you know, because they're like, oh, it's the first time this has ever worked. Um, very reminiscent of someone like, uh, you know, the Kageyama Hinata. It's like finally when, when they get something to work after practicing it a thousand times, it's, it's a really good feeling. Um, and then also, like I was saying earlier, um, they know what Hinata brings to the table, and so they developed a strategy to stop him. And again, like I said, I don't think Hinata scores a point for at least the entire first set, which is very, um, very disappointing for him. You know, he's, he's definitely beating himself up, uh, you know, up over it um, because they were able to. Albajosa was able to figure out that if they. If they get in his face and they kind of, the way the blocking happens and then the way they always keep one player having an eye on him, they can kind of narrow the path of where he's actually, where he's able to hit the ball. Because again, they're all very smart, especially Oikawa. They were able to learn that he can only kind of hit it certain ways you know like again there are a few different types of spikes and they kind of know what Hinata's go-to is so if they can put a couple pieces 
in place every time that he's going to spike it, they can almost like funnel his spike to a certain spot every time. And, and that's what happens, unfortunately for him. Um, on top of that, we're just running with the theme of Alba Josai learning. Um, they sub in Mad Dog, right? Very unpredictable. Um, very much a double-edged sword, but he's he's powerful. <laughs> like he's he's crazy, and he starts scoring points for them. And this is about when Karasuno starts to get overwhelmed. Um, you know, I, I mean, even though they do win the first set. But even though they win it, they're like, we, I don't know, <laughs> like what we've been seeing from them, like they, they seem to be adapting a lot faster than us. Now we have this new guy that's unpredictable, you know, cause, and, and that's the thing that I think Yukai mentions too, where he's like, not that Abu Josai is predictable, but you, they have a certain flow to their game with Mad Dog in, there's no flow. You know, there's, you know, they're not doing it um, as calculated as, as they were before. It's just, he just jumps in. <laughs> um, and they are very smart to combat that. Tanaka does it, I'm pretty sure, without realizing it. And um, I think Daichi and Suga kind of talk about it, but Tanaka starts to bait him. Um, you know, he starts to attack him directly. You know, he starts to serve it a certain way, even though he didn't have to. Um, I'm pretty sure the one they give out an example is he does a line serve. He didn't have to. It was much clearer. He probably would have got the point a lot more assuredly if he spiked it at an angle. He did like a cross serve, I think it's called. But he did a line serve because he knows that would have went right past Mad Dog and just kind of getting him angry and, and you know causing him to be more reckless. Um, and it worked. You know They eventually had to sub out Mad Dog. But that's just another thing where... I think Tanaka a lot of times can be seen as a very like blunt object where he doesn't he, he doesn't really think too much on the court. You know, he's closer to a Hinata and he is power and but like again <laughs> we're still unsure if he did this on purpose or not, but he does have these skills that put him towards the top of the team. Like even um you know, I think Yukai was saying where when Tanaka is in it, when he's really feeling it, he he can be the ace of a team. Um, and then a little later on, we finally get the the Tadashi learning to do the jump floats. Um, I think he scores like six points in a row. Very annoying for the other team. Very annoying. Like you can visibly see that Oikawa is upset <laughs> uh, because it's it's unpredictable. You know, there's there's no spin on the ball. Um, you know, it could. It could keep going in like a straight line, or it can drop down at an instant. Um, they do eventually get it though. I forget how. I think it was like um, they learn to you. You have to like receive them overhead. Um, but he did his job. Like he scored like six points in a row. And even the second time that he did it, um, I think he scored one point or maybe zero points. Maybe he didn't score anything. Um, but it was still like there was nothing more you could have done. Like you, your 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 float serve was perfect. They just they just received it. Um, but again, that that's another thing with them getting more weapons and them learning as a team, and then not just being like, well, let's just get better at what we are already doing. Like no, you got to venture out. You got to get out of your comfort zone. I think even the one practice, I I don't think we see it like in action, 
at all, but I think one of the practices we saw Suga wanted to spike a few, you know, because he's usually the setter or even the receiver. But he was like, no, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to take some sets. And it's like, oh, interesting, you know, because if we all start learning more things, it, it's, it's hard to predict, you know, the team, it's harder to predict what you're going to do based on where everyone is on the court and what we know that he sets and he spikes. Um, and then another one of the crazy things was Hinata hitting the ball straight down. That was one of the hypest moments of the season. Um because I think just the way it was being received, Kagiyama hit it too close to the net. And so Hinata got right on the net and he, he like spiked it over the net. <laughs> um, and the ball went like straight down. And it was like, you, you, you can't defend that. <laughs> you know, you really can't. Um, and it was other things like, oh, what was a fluke? Was it whatever? But like Kagiyama, we even saw his inner thinking. It was like, just the way he jumped he was too close to the net so i had to spike it close to the net <laughs> I, I i gave it to the spot in which he would have the best shot at hitting it over at least um but it's stuff like that and again oikawa starts thinking about it too where that's like the it's like a strength and a weakness of kageyama where he will just go head it head first into whatever it is like he will have full trust in someone else, especially Hinata, because they're kind of a dynamic duo. But he would have full trust in, okay, that's that's what he's planning on doing. I will help the best way I can, which is, again, a lot of growth for him. He would have never done that in the beginning. You know, when he was middle school, he was the king of the court, right? He, whatever he says, you do. You know, you follow. He's always leading. Um, you know, but with this one, with this example, he, he was like, Hinata messed up. He's too close to the net, but I'm still going to give it to him because he, he is ready. Um, and then, um, and then I, I think this was on the last, the last, uh, I don't even know what to call it, the last serve or whatever, you know, you know, the last play, I guess. Um, it was, a, or the last rally, I guess is maybe a better word, was incredible. That was one of the best things we've seen so far from this show. You know, teams going back and forth, like it, it going on forever, like the ball not hitting the ground for so long. And one of my favorite moments was Oikawa like diving into the chairs <laughs> to like save it from going out of bounds. Um, that was that was crazy. You know, he put his life on the line <laughs> to not lose. Um, and again, that that not only goes to everyone's passion for this game, but it also goes to their rivalry for each other you know they they do things on the court when they face each other that they wouldn't maybe normally do um i don't know that oikawa would have dove into chairs against date tech but against karasuno they have something to prove they've obviously i mean abu josai specifically has already beaten karasuno but still like they 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 can't lose to them and they're this close we're not we're, we're not just letting you we're not just gonna hot oh, out of bounds whatever um like we even saw that in a previous game it might have been this season where um, a team facing Karasuno like dove into like the bench or something, <laughs> uh, you know, because like the rest of their team was kind of out of it. They they were kind of down. They're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna lose. Uh, we're not really, you know, their their drive kind of got deflated. And he was the one. He was like, no, we're not just gonna let it go out. Like he, like it, it was in slow motion. And he was thinking like, uh, even if I dove for it, I probably wouldn't make it. I should probably just let it go out. 
you know, we can try again next year. <laughs> and then it cuts to him like running full speed, trying to get the, trying to save it. Um, and then the last thing really is the last touch of, of this game when we have the updated quick attack. Hinata's in the air, the ball's frozen, and there's nowhere for it to go. And he decides best course of action, hit it off the, the blocker's finger to at least get it over the net and possibly hit the ground. Um, and it's crazy because it's awesome. He wins, he gets it off, scores the point, they win, cheers all around. They're moving on to the finals in this tournament to then go try to go to nationals. It's amazing. Um, the crazy, the, the crazier part though, when Hinata notices, no, I don't think anyone else notices it. I think Hinata's the only one, but he sees that Oikawa moved towards where the ball was going before Hinata even touched it. So it's like Oikawa predicted what Hinata was going to do before Hinata did it. And that scared him. You know, no one else noticed it because they were just focused on it hitting and hitting the ground and scoring the point and then winning. But Hinata afterwards was like, no, like Oikawa is something else. Like he, he is special. Um, and he, he almost received it. I don't think anyone else, <laughs> anyone else that we've seen so far in this show would have would have been able to even touch the ball. Um, it was very interesting because, um, I mean, this this match is over. It's great. They win. We're going on to nationals. And kind of the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, predictions, of course. Um, but before I get to these guys, me kind of thinking off the Oikawa thing, I'm, I'm interested to see what what this show brings because i know so we're on season two we just finished it there are two more seasons and i think a fifth season is very much rumored um but we're just to see what this show brings because um i do have predictions for what third season is going to be especially since third season is a shorter season um but i, but I wonder like are they going to get away from the third years because oh Kyle was a third year like are we ever going to see him again because like <laughs> He's, he's out, right? Like, he's out of school. He's not, you know. Um, and they and they even, like, they ended it with him being like, oh, it's, it's one against one. So, you know, don't get, you know, uh, don't get full of yourself or whatever. Like, we, we, we have to play again to break the tie. But it's like, Kagem was a first year. He still has two more years of playing to do. Aren't you graduating? <laughs> you know, like, how, how are we going to play again? But anyway, um, getting to the third season predictions, third season, if y'all don't know, I think it's only 10 episodes. It's a very short, barely a one season duration, um, or like a one core duration. I think after that though, there is like two or three like special episodes that I think they are integral to the story. So maybe I'll cover those as well as part of the third season. Um, but yeah, it's like barely one core. So obviously we have the people here on the screen. We have um, we have uh, Shira Torizawa. That's the school. And then Ushijima is the main dude in the middle there. He is the ace. He is the... Um, I think he's the one that's already been recruited to like the Japan team or something. Like he's, he's crazy. Um, and we've already seen him have some run-ins with Hinata and Kageyama. Um, he has noticed them. He has recognized their talent at least. Um, and so 
I think just for this season and whenever I get into predictions, especially with this show, <laughs> I get very much into like the writing of it and not necessarily like falling into the world. Just with it being 10 episodes and with how they cut it off, like I, I didn't like as it got close to the end, I realized what they were doing. I'm like, oh, we're, we're not going to see the end of this tournament in this season because this is the finals of this tournament to then get into national. So I think I think I don't want to say it's safe to say, but I feel like the way they're setting this up, we Karasuno have to win because I don't know, like 10 episodes is a lot. But there also isn't, like, to my knowledge, they're not getting, like, two weeks to train for the final match. Like, I'm pretty sure the final match is, like, tomorrow. <laughs> you know? So I imagine it's the third season going to start off. Excuse me. Third season going to start off. Like, first episode is going to be, all right, we're facing them. Like, maybe, like, a little bit of training, like, between the two days or whatever. Or maybe it's, maybe the finals isn't for a few days or something. But, like... Like, how many episodes is that going to eat up? And then, like, how many episodes is the final match going to eat up? Like, I'm I'm cool if <laughs> they're like, all right, eight of these ten episodes is just going to be their match. Like, that's awesome. Um, but it's like, how much could they really show and still have episodes of the season left over, you know? And then, like, if they lose, then what's the fourth season? Because they don't go to nationals, then they just lose. They lose a tournament. And, like, um, unless they pull some, like, super, like, anime thing and they're like, oh, well, actually, anyone who placed in the top four has an opportunity to win other games and score enough points to make it into nationals or something, you know? Like, unless they do something like that. I don't think they will, though. Um, you know, just based on how they treated the show so far, I don't think they'll do something like that. Um, but I imagine they have to win, but then again, it's like, does that make sense from a story perspective for them to the first time we see this team in action the main the main good guys like the main characters Karasuno beat them you know I mean I think it'd be I think they could write it in a way where it makes sense just based on how much our, our, our main characters have grown but they'd really have to show it you know like then it would make sense for us to get like eight nine of nine episodes out of the ten episodes being the match because we're seeing the monologues, the inner monologues of everyone. We're seeing the ways that, you know, uh, Shira Torizawa team plays. Because we don't know what their play style is. We've never seen them play. But then on the flip side, we have to see the adapting that Karasuno does to beat them. Because we've also never faced them before. Like, we faced Joe side before. We faced um, Nekoma. That was the team. That was the Cats. We faced Nekoma before, you know, we faced Date Tech before. So it's like, we don't have to learn about what they are. We just have to learn about what they can, what they've improved on. But Shira Torizawa, I mean, I'm sure they've watched <laughs> like tapes of their matches, but we never faced them. Um, but I think if I had to, if I had to just say, if I had to just make a prediction and stick to it, I, I would say they win because I feel like that makes sense from a writing perspective to for what the fourth season could be because without that it's like all right they lose again and all the third years leave <laughs> you know um i think it's something they would definitely do i think they have the confidence to just be like yeah they they, they lose again 
the big win this season was beating Alba Josai, but they, they still wasn't nearly enough. They still haven't played enough. They still don't have enough chemistry and synergy to beat someone like Shiro Torizawa. Um, and then, yeah, third years are leaving. They, they might stay on as like, I could definitely see them keeping some or all the third years in the show, making them like come around and still like practice with them every so often or you know be like uh what's the word i don't know just like giving them guidance or whatever um you know because they still have major pride and you know carousing of the school and everything um but i don't know i think i, I think if i just have to stick to it, i'll say you know what they're gonna win they're gonna go nationals and fourth season is all about nationals you know that's that's what i would say um but yeah i'm just to see what you guys um think about that if you think i am dead wrong <laughs> um i'm just to see what you guys think of the show as well I, I i think the second season was very good i think it was very different you know when, when i was watching it and definitely when i was done watching it and kind of thinking about all right i gotta you know uh figure out what i'm going to talk about for you know this cartoon season episode i was like second season was very different you know i think the first season focused a lot more on like showing us the matches you know i think that i liked the first season more in the sense of we got to see more volleyball because i think with the second season they showed less right they showed they didn't go in depth on each one of the matches you know we didn't see as many rallies you know it, you know it wasn't like it wasn't like um, um, um montages necessarily but i feel like it was more montage this season but I think I was okay with that because the matches themselves, like the play-by-plays of the matches themselves weren't as important because they were focusing more on development. And I think us running through the matches a little quicker than we did in the first season, was it, we, we were able to see the, the growth um, from the first match of training camp to the last match of training camp to the first match of this tournament to them beating Alpa side. Like it, it felt earned that way. Um, you know, I, I think they could have gone more in depth in the matches, but I do think with the amount of stuff they were trying to put into the season, we would have had to have like another like six episodes <laughs> if, if we wanted to, you know, do everything like that. Um, but yeah, I very much enjoyed the season. I thought it was, I thought it hung right around where I thought the first season was, so I'm interested to see the third season. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, so let me know what you all thought of it, um, what your predictions are for the third season. Excited for that. I'll probably watch that like <laughs> the next day. I'll probably f- start it and finish it today, honestly. Um, and then yeah, check out more cartoon season episodes. There's going to be a lot more. Uh, let me know what you want to see. Other anime, of course. Other uh, cartoons, that's the other word. Um, I'm going to start doing movies soon. I actually have a couple on deck for that. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, until next time, just watch the third season and we'll be ready to talk about it.